Activist Radio is on the air. You've tuned in to the Mark Harrington Show, sponsored by Created Equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders to take on the culture of death and win. You don't like abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. It does come out in one piece. It comes out in one piece. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. And now, here's Mark. Well, we got good news coming out of the state of Michigan. That is the what we call here in the state of Ohio, this, that, that state up north. Good news coming out of the state of Michigan, and that is that the Michigan House, a committee of the Michigan House of Representatives, approved two bills just uh, last week that will ban dismemberment abortions. Dismemberment abortions are what we call dilation and evacuation abortions. That's the good news coming out of Michigan. And so you folks are listening to us over the Salem radio station there in Detroit. Uh, you got some uh, you got some good news coming out of that state uh, talking about this uh, ban on dismemberment abortions. That's Faith Talk 1500 AM on Salem Radio 92.7 FM out of Detroit. If you listen to the sound of my voice, you got reason to be uh, be uh, pleased with the results of this bill. Now, of course, the vote. Uh, in that House committee now goes to the uh, the other chamber of the legislature, and then hopefully to the uh, the governor for signature. But I mean, this is a big deal. I mean, we got this done last year in 2017, actually almost two years ago. We passed in Ohio a dismemberment abortion ban. Now, just so you understand what's going on here. Uh, they call it a dilation and evacuation, but this is a dismemberment abortion, decapitation abortion, where the baby in utero, usually in second trimester, uh, sometimes early, late term also, the baby is actually torn apart in utero and then assembled on a table nearby, torn apart limb for limb while their hearts are still beating. That is a dismemberment abortion or a dilation evacuation. That's what the Michigan House Committee uh, voted to ban this week. Now, what I wanna do here, I'm gonna play a clip from my good friend, um, Dr. Monica Miller, who runs Citizens for a Pro-Life Society. And she's based out of Michigan there, out of the Detroit area, actually. And uh, Dr. Miller's been in the movement for, for a long time, 1976, three years after Roe versus Wade was handed down. She's been involved in the movement for a very long time. She is a professor at Madonna University, and she's written a book called Abandon, which I suggest to everybody listening to the sound of my voice, probably one of the bro- best pro-life books ever written. It's about the history, virtual history of most of the rescue movement and how Monica and a lot of her friends used to rescue babies in dumpsters and that kind of thing. She she uh, testified before this committee, and they were left speechless after her testimony uh, because not only the, the 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 speech was great, but she showed 
an aborted baby, a baby that had been actually retrieved from a dumpster there in the state of Michigan. Uh, it's only a four minute long talk. Um, and like I say, she, she, uh, she talks about what dismemberment abortion is and then shows a picture to the committee, which makes a bunch of sense, right? I mean, they, they should see what an abortion is. So what I'd like to do, this is a four minute clip. Uh, every bit of it's worth listening to. Uh, I wanna go ahead and play this entire clip for you. This is Dr. Monica Miller before a Michigan House committee on the dismemberment abortion ban. Go ahead and play that clip. Thank you. Uh, and now we'll call up Monica Miller, PhD, Citizens for Pro-Life Society. And to make sure the button is pushed, thank you. I want to thank the members of the uh, House Committee on Families, Children, and Seniors for the opportunity to address you this morning. The legislation being proposed concerns a ban on dismemberment type abortion procedures, and this is a subject on which I have singular and unique experience. In 2008, myself, along with other members of Citizens for a Pro-Life Society, discovered that the Woman Care Abortion Center in Lathrop Village, Michigan, then owned by abortionist Alberto Hodari, was throwing the remains of aborted babies into the trash dumpster in the alley behind the abortion clinic. Between February and April 2008, we made several trips to that alley and retrieved the aborted fetal remains. We held in our hands and we saw with our own eyes the severed limbs of dozens of aborted babies, most of them early second trimester, some of them approximately 20 weeks gestation, as the abortion center killed unborn children through the 24th week of pregnancy. These unborn children were literally cut to pieces in dilation and evacuation abortion procedures. Their severed limbs were placed by Hodari on the very blue surgical paper upon which the women would lay for their procedures. Then after the, after the abortions were over, the blue paper was bunched up with the fetal remains enclosed inside and placed into a black trash bag that must have been positioned near the procedure table. We know this had to be the case as we would always find the dismembered body parts in a particular black trash bag that contained only the blue surgical papers. These unborn children were human beings. They died a most horrific torture method of extermination. They were dismembered, a barbaric action we would not do even to an animal, shouldn't even do to an animal. Dismemberment abortions bear within them an even deeper significance to dismember the unborn means that we actually dismember them from the human family. We sever them from inclusion into the human family. And these unborn children are literally, literally treated as if they were no more significant than trash. It's an indictment on our culture. And every sort of inhumane ingenuity 
that deprives the unborn of their right to exist needs to be opposed. I, I know that some of the committee members have, and I think it's important, if you're gonna support abortion, you should look at it. These are, this is one of the babies that we took from the trash. Some of you actually have the photo. I have some others that I can submit from the Hodari trash dumpster. We must oppose this. This is wrong. The unborn have a right to exist. They're members of the human family, and we can do better for women who are in need. We, we, can, we, have, to, we have to, we have to oppose. This is Michigan. This happened in Michigan. This is our dark secret at the bottom of trash dumpsters behind abortion clinics. Thank you. Well, there you go. I mean, what a powerful testimony by my good friend, Dr. Monica Miller, as Citizens for a Pro-Life Society. And folks, if you listen to that and that committee and, and I think America as a whole, we have no excuse now. I mean, do we really have an excuse? Don't we know what we're doing, uh, folks? I mean, if you're, if you're a pastor and you lead a congregation, you need to be preaching on this. Uh, if you're a Democrat, you need to revoke, you need to renege, you need to pull your support from the Democrat Party. Uh, this has been going on way, way, way too long. We're dismembering children. I mean, it's like she said, it's something we wouldn't consider doing in an animal. And she's written a book called Abandoned, and I think that is an appropriate term for the babies. And she mentioned that the preborn in dismemberment abortions, and for that matter, any abortion procedure, are severed from the human family. And that is so very true. So uh, kudos to my good friend, Dr. Monica Miller, for testifying in front of this Michigan uh, House committee. And thankfully, it passed the, the committee this week. Currently, right now, 11 states ban dismemberment abortions. That's Ohio, Kansas, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Arkansas, Texas, Kentucky, and North Dakota. In April, a judge here in Ohio blocked from enforcing the pro-life law here, the dismemberment abortion ban. I want to read some of the, uh, the statements from this judge uh, in blocking the Ohio ban. Now, he says he partially blocked it. He blocked parts of it. Basically, he blocked the uh, physicians from actually being physicians, the doctors, the, abor the abortionists, from being prosecuted. So for all intents and purposes, like every other pro-life law, it's going to be held up in the courts for some time until it uh, is deemed uh, to pass constitutional muster. Now, when I say constitutional muster, I don't mean that it's not constitutional or is. It, it has nothing to do because uh, it is constitutional. What, what people say, what we mean when they say that is that it lines up with Roe versus Wade. I, Roe versus Wade is unconstitutional. We get that, right? That's really the unconstitutional law, not dismemberment abortion bans. They're not unconstitutional. However, the courts are the ones that determine whether these are going to be put into law. And for now, we're kind of stuck with that. Uh, although I believe it's time that we begin to find Roe versus Wade directly, and we can talk about that on another program. But here's here's what uh, this this uh, judge said in regards to the Ohio law. He said this: the Ohio law defines DNA abortions 
dilation and evacuation as, quote, dismemberment abortion of a living fetus. Barrett, that's the judge, agreed with the plaintiffs that such language creates a, quote, implicit fetal demise, unquote. Implicit fetal demise. Don't you love the terms that we use? Implicit fetal demise, meaning the baby needs to be killed. Implicit fetal demise requirement in the law, forcing doctors who perform the procedure to either end the life of a living fetus before conducting the abortion, which can be dangerous. <laughs> well, take it from me. It's very dangerous to the preborn baby, ineffective or both or not offering the D&E abortion at all. Now, let me read on. He says, D&E is the only pre-viability second trimester abortion method available in the outpatient setting in Ohio, Barrett wrote. Without the option of selecting a different method, and I'm gonna get to this, or the ability to rely on a sufficiently broad medical exception, physicians who perform D&E abortions are presented with a series of fetal demise options that layer risks on top of existing risks. Basically what he's saying is, if you're not gonna be able to provide this type of abortion killing method, a DNA abortion or a dismemberment abortion, that abortionists need another option. They need another option, another way to kill. This was the problem with the partial birth abortion ban. The partial birth abortion ban does not ban late-term abortion. It only banned a certain type of killing method in that the baby was delivered all but the head uh, and then a, a, uh, a, a puncture. It was the, the baby's neck was punctured and the brain was sucked out. Well, they got around that by inducing what they call fetal demise. That is, they injected uh, digoxin into the baby's heart and induced a heart attack and killed the baby before the baby was delivered. So the partial birth abortion ban did almost nothing to stop late-term abortions. And so it is in part probably true with dismemberment abortions, although there are no other methods other than dismemberment. Now, if this is a living fetus, as the law says it's supposed to, or it's going to be, then they can induce fetal demise, the problem supposedly, the, the term fetal demise, by injecting the digoxin. The problem is it's harder because the baby's much younger. So here's the deal. I support every single uh, law that can save lives. I support every single law that can restrict abortion. I support every single law that makes it harder for abortionists to kill. I support every single law that make it, makes it harder for abortion mills to stay open. Every impediment, everything we put in their way, every every you know uh, barrier we put in the way to killing babies, I'm for it. But you got to understand, especially with a law like this or partial birth abortion ban, you know, they may find, they probably will find another way to kill, you know? And I say, so be it, let them, let them try. Let them keep trying. We'll keep trying to, to ban every abortion method possible. Now I realize that's not the end game. That's not the end game. We've got to ban abortion outright total and complete. And that's why I support the Life of Conception Act here in Ohio and have supported abortion bans across America. But I'm an and both guy, both and person that is 
that I think we should try to save as many lives as we can, banning as many abortions as we can on the way to banning them all. So we have this this uh, this good news coming out of Michigan. I mean, Michigan's a, a tough state, and to see this happen there is good news for our friends in Michigan and pre-born babies in Michigan. So again, this uh, this bill has passed the House committee, and now will go to uh, the Senate and maybe to the the floor of the House of Representatives uh, for passage and signed by the governor. Now, in the final minutes that we have, I want to switch some gears here. Uh, and it's related, and that is the disposal of fetal remains, baby parts, uh, abortion. And that is we announced this week with our good friends, Dr. Monica Miller and Eric Scheidler from the Pro-Life Action League, that we are launching a national protest against Stericycle on May 22nd. National protest of Stericycle, who is the number one medical waste provider in America and Planned Parenthood's number one waste hauler, meaning uh, abortion uh, and fetal tissue waste hauler. So we have launched this and it will start on, it will take place on May 22nd. Now here's the deal. Let me give you a little bit of uh, background of this, and and uh, if you haven't been staying up on this uh, issue, and that is that in 2015, the Center for Medical Progress, that is David Delyden's organization, released some videos. Those videos showing Planned Parenthood staff members and so forth, basically talking about selling fetal body parts. Uh, then in December of that year, December 2015, the National Abortion Federation at a conference David Delyden was at, he videoed some, uh, he took video of a conference, a breakout session about this very issue, and that is the issue of medical waste. In that video, which was leaked to the public because it was under court order, was, there was an injunction in, in, against its release, one of the abortion clinic owners there in Michigan, actually, her name's Renee Chillian. Nice name for an abortion clinic owner, by the way, Chilean, uh, said that basically the abortion cartel, the abortion industry, she said, we, meaning them, are one incinerator company away from being shut down. She, paint, she pointed to the weak link that keeps abortion clinics operating, and that is medical waste companies. The bottom line is this. If they can't dispose of the dead babies, they can't kill them. And so what we did is we launched a campaign against Stericycle, who's the largest medical waste company in America and the largest contributor, enabler, co-conspirator, whatever you want to call it, uh, to Planned Parenthood and other abortion mills on, uh, in February of 2016. Also, Attorney General Mike DeWine, at that point he was the Attorney General of Ohio, found that Stericycle was throwing babies in landfills. So we launched Project Week Link. Project Week Link by targeting Stericycle, the CEO and board of directors. And we went up to Lake Forest, Illinois, and flyered the neighborhoods of these individuals, calling on them to repent, calling on them to stop the killing of preborn babies, or, or at least enabling them by their uh, affiliation with Planned Parenthood. And right after that, we, yours truly, and our organization, Created Equal, got sued by Stericycle. Six months later, we won the lawsuit. They tried to sue us based on the idea that somehow we were harassing them, that we were lying or what they called false light, uh, things like that. 
but we prevailed in that lawsuit. Thank, thank God for the, uh, for the Thomas More Society out of Chicago who defended us. But in those pleadings, Stericycle disclosed that they had ceased contracts with 400 abortion centers across America. Now, we realized that we were still seeing Stericycle trucks picking up at different abortion mills across the country. We realized that they hadn't canceled all their contracts with Planned Parenthood and the abortion cartel. Cartel, Why? Because we keep getting sent pictures and videos from across, across America. We knew that they were lying because they kept saying that their, their uh, medical waste protocol does not include aborted fetal remains or body parts or anything of, of the sort. Now, we knew that they were lying because we were able to confirm that uh, through uh, several investigations, one in Ohio, one in South Carolina and Georgia, that they were picking up fetal remains at abortion centers. So the CEO, Charles Aluto, was basically lying about this. Now, you could say, well, they just looked the other way or they knew they were lying or, you know, and all that. But the bottom line is they are, Stericycle still at this point is servicing, if you will, using that term, Planned Parenthood and other abortion centers across America. So what we are doing is we are launching a national protest of Stericycle on May 22nd. And you might ask, well, why is that necessary? Well, we need to turn up the heat a little bit. Obviously, they haven't got the message over there at Stericycle. Also, CEO, uh, the, the current CEO, Charles Aluto, has resigned or he's actually uh, re retired. And there is a new CEO. Her name is Cindy Miller. So we're hoping that there will be new openness to the idea of getting out of the business of helping Planned Parenthood kill babies, uh, doing the dirty work for the abortion cartel. See, folks, bottom line is this. A, it's immoral. Enabling abortion at any level, whether you're the light company, whether you, you know, provide the linens and that kind of thing, or whatever you do to keep abortion legal, you're an enabler. Your hands are covered with blood and you need to repent. So Stericycle's an enabler. Just happen to be one of the biggest because disposing of fetal remains keeps them open for sure. But number two, it's bad business. Who wants to be involved with the abortion cartel? It's bad for business because abortion is not health care. It's not. It's not health care. It's the dirty little secret of the medical community. And they are the bottom feeders of the medical community. That is the abortionists, abortion clinics, Planned Parenthood, the abortion cartel. They are the bottom rung on a ladder uh, of the medical community. And abortion's not health care. So Stericycle just needs to get out of the business because it's bad business. Ever since they got involved in this and, and, and we've been tracking them and exposing them in 2015 till now, their stock has plummeted, gone straight down like this. Their stock on the U.S. Stock Exchange has gone in the wrong direction if you're a Stericycle shareholder. And so we're going to be launching this protest on May 22nd. We'll also at different locations around the country. And if you're listening or watching uh, the program right now, we ask you to go to protestpp.com forward slash sign up. That's protestpp.com forward slash sign up. And you can sign up as leading. And all you need is five to 10 people. We'll provide the signs. You can lead a stericycle protest in your community. 
Now they might have a place where they, they drop off the medical waste. They might have a place where they have an office. They might have a place where they incinerate the medical waste. These are the places that we're gonna be protesting. People around the country are gonna be protesting on May 22nd. So go to protestpp.com forward slash sign up if you wanna lead a stericycle protest on May 22nd. This is hugely important, people. See, we gotta understand something. The enablers are what keep abortion legal. It's not just Planned Parenthood and the abortionists themselves and NARAL and all the lobbyists. They do it as well. But every single company and others that keep them going, that provide them services and so forth, are the ones that enable them and keep them in business. And Stericycle is one of the biggest uh, enablers of abortion in America because they provide the medical waste disposal, the IE, the disposing of the dead babies. And as I've said before, if you can't get rid of them, you can't kill them. And Renee Chilean even said that herself, that it is the weak link. The medical waste companies are the weak link to the abortion cartel. And that's why we're targeting Stericycle. So go to, go to protestpp.com forward slash sign up if you want to find out more about protesting Stericycle on May 22nd. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil, evil plague in America, call Created Equal at 614-269-7808, 614-269-7808, or go online to createdequal.net, createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.